there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Today, you're going to love hearing from my good friend, Carol Ann Guest, the former Mrs. Utah and a six-figure entrepreneur, holistic health coach, and founder of Well Women Connections. Carol Ann graduated from Weber State University with a degree in allied health sciences and worked as a dental hygienist for 18 years. Then, she made the decision to become a certified holistic health coach so she could have more freedom and spend more time with her growing family. She and her family have traveled the world doing significant humanitarian work, and Carol Ann educates and empowers women about natural solutions. But everything came to a screeching halt when Carol Ann had her traumatic brain injury, including whiplash, a concussion, two hemorrhages in her brain, and lasting effects, which kept her in bed healing for a lengthy time. Listen to part one of Carol Ann's story to hear about her journey to submit again and again and how her strong testimony has grown even stronger through this trial. I'd like to welcome our guest, Carol Ann Guest, which is her last name is Guest. And she is such a dear friend. And I just know that you are going to love hearing from her. And so Carol Ann, if you would like to just tell us a little bit about you and about some of your history from growing up and to where you are at this point in your life. Okay, awesome. So I actually grew up in very humble circumstances, and I was the first in my family to graduate from college. And so that was really significant for me and paved the way for my own children to just learn to raise the bar, to really just try to do their very best to become the best that they possibly could. I am the mother of six children, four biological daughters, and then I have two sons from my husband's previous marriage. So we are a blended family, which always brings a lot of life challenges. (laughs) But we've worked through them and we still work through them every day. You know, it's an ongoing process. But we've been very blessed that way that we still have a wonderful family unity and relationship there. Mm-hmm. So that's been wonderful. Yeah, so I spent 18 years, like you said, in private practice and absolutely loved what I did. And then one day I just woke up and I just said to my husband, if I have to see one more ounce of saliva, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day I decided to retire from dental hygiene. And so I actually continued for a few more years. I taught histology, embryology, and preventive dentistry at Salt Lake Community College. And I completely retired and I started to explore things that I could do from home so I could be there for my children. And so I actually became an entrepreneur and pursued a holistic health certification. And so I coach, I train, I travel the world, educating and empowering women on nutrition and on alternative forms of medicine, which my primary modality is essential oils. But I love what I do, and it's provided beautiful opportunities for me to see the world and to meet so many amazing people. 
That's so awesome. And so tell me about what is happening now in your life. Okay. Yeah, I think to completely understand the message that I want to share today about how my heart has been so deeply changed and just recognizing that the Lord is in charge of our lives. And in order for you to understand where I'm coming from, I need to share that June 10th, 2022, I left my home to go and play pickleball like I did three days a week and absolutely loved it. And in the process, I was going to lob a ball and started running with great speed backwards, which is an absolute no-no. And I actually caught my heel and my head bounced on the concrete. There were six courts and, and literally everybody stopped playing. There was a doctor on one of the courts, thank goodness, but everyone quit playing because it sounded like a boulder. I live in St. George, Utah, and it sounded like a boulder had dropped off the mountain. Mm. And my head bounced twice, and mm. I hit really hard. And I'm pretty hard-headed, <laughs> but I wasn't hard-headed enough for that blow and that fall. Right. And so I suffered major whiplash and from a major concussion and a double brain bleed. Oh, And so I was taken to the hospital and was hospitalized until the inflammation could come down and the swelling. And you know, it's so interesting because I knew I hit my head hard and I knew I had never felt that way before. Like it took me an hour to get out of the vehicle just to my entrance door of my home. And that was with my husband trying to carry me. But I was just so dizzy and so... I'm sure in shock and a lot of different things. Yeah. And then he actually ended up just taking me to the emergency room. But you just never prepare yourself for those types of moments. But I'm just so grateful that I was able to walk away from that accident because it could have been so much worse. I always wear the skinny ponytail holders, but that particular day I was wearing this great big thick ponytail holder right here in the back of my head. And the doctor said that it probably saved my life. Wow. Yeah. So, but it's been a long journey. It's been a long year. I actually, it's one of those conditions that I look a lot better than I feel. Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, it's one of those silent sufferings. Mm -hmm. People don't ever know exactly you know, like what's going on right now in my head or, you know, the things that I'm feeling and experiencing because here I look normal. I mean, it affected my occipital lobe. And so sometimes like my husband especially can tell, he'll look in my eyes and he'll say, wow, you're not doing well today. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what have you learned through this healing journey that you've been on? Oh, so... I've learned so many great lessons, but before I tell you about some of those great things I've learned, I do feel like it's important for you to understand before my accident, I yeah. am just very much a type A personality. Just go, 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 do, 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 you know, just really living life to the fullest. I mean, missionary mom to four daughters, gathering Israel, <laughs> changing the world. I built a school in Africa. I mean... It was just always one thing after the other, and I was just go, 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 and and do, do, do. And, and I've really come to know and understand through my trial the great love of our Savior for each one of us, not just for me, but for every one of His children. Mm -hmm. And 
we all face trials in life. This has been one of my greatest trials. And I've actually had many. People are like, oh, yeah, that's a simple trial compared to what I've suffered. But I've actually suffered a lot of really hard things in my life. But this was by far the hardest because it was a lesson that I needed to learn the most. That was the Lord needed me to slow down. He needed me to hear the message that he wanted me to know for myself and that he wanted me to share with the world. And so that's one of the most important things that I have learned through this is that it's so important to take care of ourselves, that self-care, that meditation, those quiet moments. It's so vital to fill our own bucket so then we have the capacity to love and fill and help others fill theirs as well. Right. I know you had a very strong testimony before and you're very faithful and and I know you were listening to those messages before. And so what do you think was different? How, how did your faith change through this? Yeah, that's a great question. Yes, I've always been faithful, but it has completely increased my faith. Like I had faith before, but I received blessings that said, you will be healed 100%. You will be made whole. And I believe that. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I still believe that it will happen, and I do have the faith. But I feel like the greater question is, do you have the faith not to be healed? Because bad things happen to good people. I have a very good friend, five children. She's battling cancer. Chances are she won't survive. But does she still have faith? Absolutely. She's, she has so much faith. But we have to ask ourselves amidst these trials, do I have the faith not to have it turn out the way that I thought it would? I may suffer from the residuals of this for years and years to come, but I still have the faith and believe that someday I know I will be made whole. Maybe not even in this earth life, but I know that it will happen. I was really prepared for this It's crazy how the Lord prepares us for these moments, and we don't even recognize or realize it. But I have a very strong intuition, and just a few days before my accident, I actually was reflecting on a dear friend who was my mentor. And 13 years ago, she had a similar experience. She was riding a scooter, but same thing. She fell. It was on a Sunday. She had her family gathered around. She actually was an induced coma for six weeks. And I had reflected on that two or three days before my accident saying, what would my life be like if I had to experience something like my dear friend experienced? Wow. And so I knew that it was all preparatory, right? Like, how would my life be different? And I was definitely on a rat race at that time. Like I was on the hamster wheel going around and around in circles, you know, and I knew something had to change, but I don't think I knew or had the tools to know what it was that needed to change. And so the Lord just took the reins and just said, let me help you. (laughs) Let me slow you down for good purpose, right? (laughs) In this book that I had been reading just right before my accident, There's an awesome quote in there. It's by Elder Bednar. It's called The Spirit of Revelation. And he says, we must eliminate the thought that 
threatening storms are a sign that the Lord does not care about our situation. As we have internalized the truth that those very storms enable us to join with the Savior in finding peace. We have found these challenges to be some of the most testimony-strengthening experiences in our lives. When storms come, we should not doubt the Savior, but we should plead with Him to guide us and to strengthen us. And from this, I would ask, what is it that I need to learn to help me become a more Christ-like individual? Also, I have had just such an increase in the amount of empathy Mm. that I have for others. Because, sorry, as we go through life, you know, we can look at people and some of us even can judge other people, but you never know until you've walked a mile in their moccasins or their shoes what it is that they've been through. And so my family and I actually had an amazing experience years ago we moved to Hawaii and we spent two years in a wonderful town called Waialua, which was one of the greatest blessings of our lives. And during that experience, I learned to release all judgments. The Hawaiian people taught me the power of loving unconditionally and releasing judgment of any kind. And so that that was something I didn't have to go through with this accident, but it still increased my level of empathy. So for example, I'll share with you, when I saw people in a wheelchair, it was just so difficult for me because I knew that they wanted to be able to run and dance and do all of those things. Their spirit was strong and they wanted those things, but their physical bodies wouldn't allow it. And that's how I felt. I laid in bed for eight weeks, hardly getting up, maybe for an hour or two a day as my brain was healing and I was just too dizzy to even get out of my bed. I knew what it felt like to be trapped in a body that couldn't do the things that it wanted to do. And I didn't know. Will I ever be able to do those things again? Mm-hmm. You know, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to exercise for a year. And that's been super hard on me. I love, love, love to hike. And I haven't been able to hike. Like I had to hike like four to six miles, two to three times a week. Today, I did go one mile. I went because I love being in nature. And I knew I was doing this podcast. And I just wanted to truly tap into nature because that's where I feel the closest to the Savior. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do it for the first time today in one year. <laughs> that is such a wonderful celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. With the, the past trials that you have gone through, can you tell us about how past adversity has helped you during this adversity? Oh, yeah. So I think one of the things that I've learned through every trial that I've gone through, but especially this one, but it was preparatory too, was learning patience. Mm. Patience is such a virtue. Like it's so difficult to be patient, especially when you're used to everything going fast and furious and going your way and being on top of the world. And I come from a place of where I have a very positive attitude. And so I, I see life, you know, with my cup, just totally full, not empty, but full. 
even during those times of challenges and trials. And so it's helped me to become more patient in the process, to try and learn the things that I need to learn. I was a single mom for many years, and that experience prepared me to be a strong woman, to be a woman that was resilient and a woman that was capable of taking care of myself and doing what I needed to, to get what I needed. And of course, I had to learn patience in the process as I waited for my eternal companion, who I'm married to now. And and so that was a process of patience. And that honestly helped prepare me for where I am today in this journey and helping me to be more patient and to understand that it's all a process. And I think it's important to understand that we all have trials. We're all going to face trials. No one is exempt from them. But the Lord knows which trial is going to strengthen us the most, whether it is being a single mom or losing a child or losing a spouse, or maybe it's suffering like not having the health and emotional well-being that we desire. I mean, maybe it's a physical. It's just different for everyone, but the Lord knows what it is that we need. And he knew that in my life right now that I needed to slow down. And like it says in Psalms, to be still Mm -hmm. and know that I am. And just turning that over to him was so huge for me because I am just so, you know, so plan everything's planned everyone's you know life is just fast and furious and i run a huge business and it all came to a halt mm-hmm. and it was just a beautiful beautiful lesson for me to learn that he's in charge he is in charge and so releasing that you know it also reminds me of a beautiful example i saw a show and i i I've watched literally probably in the last year, maybe eight hours total of TV, but I went to the theater and I can't remember, I'm short term memory loss. I think it was called His Only Son. And I didn't even know enough about the show before I went. I thought it was going to be about the Savior in his life, right? His birth and his last week on earth, but it wasn't. It was about Abraham and Sarah and Isaac. And it was exactly what I needed at that time in my life. And now I know why I felt so inspired to buy tickets to go and see this movie in theaters. And Sarah wanted a child so desperately, and she was promised that she would be the mother of nations. And yet she had to wait 40 years to get Isaac. And it was just such a beautiful example, you know, of patience and helped me in my situation to remember, I may be dizzy for five years. I may be dizzy for 10 years. I hope I'm not dizzy for 40. Yeah. (laughs) But the Lord knew what she needed to refine her, to become that mother of nations. And then I think of Abraham and how he went so willingly to sacrifice Isaac. I mean, it was like a three days journey and he took him and others with him and how he trusted so much in the Lord that he actually laid his son on the altar and was going to take his life 
when the Lord intervened. And it's just such a powerful example of patience and a powerful example of trusting. I think that story of Abraham and Sarah is so profound, and especially to have that come out right during this time that you were going through this and to see it, you know, you're not just reading it, but you're seeing it, you know, you're like living it (laughs) while you're watching the movie. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the process of submitting to the Lord's will, because that was so evident in their story. And sometimes it seems like it's hard to get to that point because you can be grieving the loss that you're going through and the thing that's not being answered in your hopeful you know, wishful thinking, you know, that you're, you're wanting it to be a certain way and it's not happening. And so it seems like there's a lot of grief that can be involved maybe before, during, and after mm-hmm. the process of learning to trust the Lord. I use being swallowed up in the will of the Lord. I know a lot of people are wondering like, okay, how do I do that? <laughs> when you were talking about Abraham and Sarah, I was thinking about the challenge of wanting something so badly and yet going through the process of submitting to the Lord's will. And could you tell us a little bit more about that process? Because it sometimes it can be tricky. We want it. We logically think that may be a good idea to submit, <laughs> but getting there, you know, can be tricky. Yeah, it's so true. You know, I think one of the things I've learned about submitting to the Lord's will in my particular circumstance was learning to forgive myself in the process because I blamed myself. Like I knew better than to run backwards. That's a no-no. And so I shouldn't have run backwards. And I was up north and I couldn't wait to get home to play pickleball on that Friday. But my daughter was actually having a baby shower on Saturday. I didn't know about it. The ward was doing a baby shower for her. So she's like, mom, I didn't even think like you're here. Like, why don't you stay for my baby shower on Saturday? And I was so caught up in, I couldn't wait to get back home. And I'd already been away for four or five days. And, you know, I, I really want to play pickleball on Friday. And so I ended up not staying and it was really hard to forgive myself for that also, Mm. because I've always put being an amazing mother as my number one priority. So then it causes you to reevaluate your life, you know? And to ask yourself the important questions like, am I putting my priorities right? Mm. Like, and I mean, the accident would have probably happened, I believe strongly one way or another, whether I had stayed up north, I used to think, well, I would tell myself it wouldn't have happened had I just done that. And I'm sure in some way or another, it still would have, because this was the journey the Lord wanted me to take. What a shock that Carol Ann received such a terrible injury. I wondered, have you ever played pickleball? Me too. I love the game. For takeaways today, my heart went out to Carol Ann as she shared about the severity of her accident and how debilitating it was and how long she suffered, going to specialists and not making the type of improvement she was longing for. For someone who was such a go-getter and so positive, This experience was a trial in so many different ways, and it was interesting how she said that these trials were all personalized just for her. I was so inspired as she kept turning to the Lord and shared how He has been with her 
throughout her healing journey, teaching her deeper lessons of patience, submitting to his will, and acquiring even deeper empathy for others who suffered. Stay tuned for part two, in which she shares more lessons from past trials and sacred experiences in which she received miraculous compensating blessings during her adversity. What compensating blessings have you received during your trials? Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.